Good morning again. <laughs> you know, the handout that you have, it's, it's a gift uh, from the Lord and from me, because we're not going to talk about that this morning. <laughs> um, until 4 o'clock this morning, the Lord uh, gave me a, a message for us. So if we shall all stand up and in the reading of the word, can we all stand up? Today we're going to read uh, <clears throat> the word. For 2019 is the word. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my words higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourishes, that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to be void but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that which I said it. And you will go out and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills will burst forth into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this privilege of standing in front of the children of the king. I thank you for this 2019, that we give permission to your word to influence and penetrate us in every area of our core, of our DNA. And we ask you, Father, today to give us ears that he hears and eyes that see and heart that understands. In Jesus' name, everybody says. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> A lot of the scriptures that's in your bulletin is going to be here, but it's the formation, how it has been changed. The Lord does that... Um, a lot of times with me, and um, <clears throat> for the last uh, three days, I have been weeping before the Lord for all of us. There is a move that God is going to do in our midst. The word that he said, <clears throat> that I have already released my word, and my word will not return to me void. Who is returning that word? We are returning his word as we write, as we sing, as we speak, as we preach, as we landscape, as we pray that word. Because this year is the year of the word. There's going to be a lot of books that's going to be written, a lot of songs that's going to be written, a lot of new songs that's going to be sung. And there is going to be a lot of declaration of the word this year. And God is asking you and me, we need to participate in releasing the vibration of this word. As we are going to speak, as we are going to landscape, as we are going to, to speak into our mornings and declare into the atmosphere. And so some of you are speaking some new things. But the Lord is saying, I will hear, I will deliver, and my word is going to perform. The Lord will write it in our minds, in our hearts, and he will show us great and mighty things that we haven't heard before or have never seen before. There is a word activation system that the Lord is doing in our midst today. It's the sound of words. It is the heavenly stock exchange that's open 24-7. And it has a sign that says we do not accept any other currency except the word. And there is a guarantee of the growth and return 
from the seed that you plant because the seed that you plant is the word. The Lord is reminding us today that God is going to tune up your prayer life. The Lord spoke to me a few months ago and said, Mila, I'm going to tune up your prayer life. And we're just beginning to see what he meant in the last how many days. We need to have the understanding that the sound and the vibration of his word activated the whole creation. When we speak and when we breathe, as he did, it caused our vibration. The Bible says that he breathed life into the dust, and dust became a living being. The infusion of the DNA of his nature and his image has been infiltrating into your system. God spoke in creation, the, the, the Lord spoke creation into being when he spoke and said, light be, and light was. You see, the eternal God released a sound, a rhythm, a vibration that has no end. That's why when Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but my, the word, the word of God is never going to pass away. Because when the eternal God has released his breath, it is still going today. And as he created the earth, there is a sound and a rhythm of gravity today that is still humming. Aren't you glad it's still humming? Because there is an eternal activation that happens when the eternal God speaks. The law of gravity is still here, and the law of the word of the living God is more alive than the gravity that we enjoy today. In the beginning was the sound of words. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, Moses told the people of Israel, he says, The Lord spoke to you out of the fire, and you heard a sound of words. I want to say that again. A sound of words, but you saw no form. There was only a voice. Because today God would say to you that the whole orchestration of the universe, the system that propels the mechanics of the operation of the kingdom is the breath of his mouth. When he, wrote, when he told me to write that down, I said, wow, you're really smart. <laughs> and that really impressed me. Because in other words, the whole orchestration of the universe the system that propels the mechanics of the operation of the kingdom is the breath of his mouth. Now imagine having a father like that. That's our bragging rights. And that's why I always say, my dad's going to beat you up. <laughs> because we have a powerful God. The sound of words is the vibration, the frequency, the rhythm. It's a symphony, the word. Everything in life has vibration. The law of nature states that everything has vibration. The word of God is active and alive. It's a live wire. In him, we move and have our being. You see, sedentary life is never God's plan, nor is he, it is his prescription for you and me. God always bless us connected to the work of our hands. This year... 2019, Valley Community Church is going to go to work because God is going to open opportunities for you. God is going to give job promotion for you and business expansion. And then I'm saying this to you, those of you who right now have been praying for this, receive this. This is how the Lord is releasing his prophetic message to you. 
And I'm not going to be, there are going to be some time that the Lord will allow us to speak names. But the Lord has said to me, these are my children, handle them with care, they're fragile. There's going to be specific messages if the Lord wills today, we're going to speak. But as you're going to hear the word, receive it. There's going to be a new job opening, a new job promotion. There's going to be a job business expansion because the door of opportunity is going to be open wide. The word will transform and renew the mindset, our mindset about the marketplace. We cannot sing in our churches every Sunday and grumble and murmur during the weekdays when we walk into our marketplaces. We cannot be excited just on Sunday because it's ministry and we go on Monday morning and say it's just a job. There needs to be a repentance that needs to happen before you and I can receive the promise that God is saying to us in 2019 that I will open an opportunity for you. The doors shall be open wide. There's going to be promotion and there is going to be business expansion. But there needs to be a mindset change and allow the entrance of his word to come in. In 2019, we ask the Lord for the gift of hearing not just the anointing of the tribe of Issachar that knows about the signs of the times, but an eyes that sees and ears that hears and hearts that understand. And the word is going to guide us this year, and we're going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that says, this is the way, walk in it. Honoring heart and inclined heart is a gift that parents give to their children because it always starts at home. As the saying goes, home is where your story begins. We pray today that we are going to receive, this morning the Lord spoke to me, that we are going to release the gift of hearing and honoring to us and our children, our children's ministry, the next generation to hear the word of God. Honoring with a new meaning. I'm going to speak to specifically the Valley Community Church leadership. <clears throat> In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, this morning, the Lord made it really clear to me. From, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we no longer do so. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation that has come. The old has gone and the new is here. A new kind of seeing Honoring is not just seeing a brother or a sister with a lens of the way the world sees them, but honoring is the way the Holy Spirit allows us to see each other. We need to go back from the past and say the past is over. And the Lord is saying to you today that we can no longer see Jesus Christ as a carpenter. That was the main problem of the neighborhood where Jesus grew because they said he's just a carpenter. His mother is Joseph and Mary, and his brothers are here with us. They limited themselves from not honoring what God has poured into his life, and they missed the miraculous. Honoring is the new way of living, the way the Holy Spirit wants us to see one another. You see, the miracle at Cana Jesus said, the time is not here yet. But Mary went through another dimension. 
Jesus was no longer just a baby implanted in her womb because he did not begin there. Before time was, he was. That very moment, the miraculous was set into motion. The miracle of Cana was only the beginning because somebody received what God poured into the life of the carpenter. The eternal God who does not have any beginning and no end has set into motion when Jesus turned the water into wine. Time was overruled and there was no need for fermentation. So I want to talk to you today about the promise of the Father. For all of us in this place, we need to change the way we look at our partner, our children, our ministers, our pastors. Pastor Gary and Pastor Terry, the Lord spoke to me, grew up in the youth group of this church, and so have a lot of you. But that was a part of a great past. We have even a greater future. The greater future is waiting for you and for me to give permission to open the door for a new way. Because pastor is not just one of the youth that you grew up with. Pastor is a pastor of pastors, a discipler of nations, and a builder of leaders. If we allow that anointing from him and Sister Terry to flow in us, we're going to move in greater things than before. We must jump because the waters have been stirred. And as we jump together, we're going to see the waves of the miraculous that's going to happen in the midst of us. When the Lord was showing that to me this morning, not that the past is bad, but the Lord said they need to give permission for the greater future to come. Because some of you are still enjoying how good was your past. You know, Richard, I heard a sound <laughs> of a breaking of bread coming from you, preaching and teaching of the word. That's a promise that has been given to you in your youth. Allow the greater future to come. For all of us in the congregation, God has asked us <clears throat> to carry the Great Commission into the gates of the city. That we carry the word that has been released from this pulpit, from this sanctuary, Sunday after Sunday. <clears throat> that we need to carry it to the desert of our neighborhood or our marketplaces, or we are going to miss the miraculous. We are going to miss the calling of the Lord that you shall be a witness because to be a witness is not a gift. It's not just a ministry. It is a command. So I ask you today, <clears throat> have we led, have we discipled, have we travailed for a soul last year? If we haven't, 
We need to cry like Rachel, give me children or I will die. Like Paul who said, I travail for you, my children, again, that Christ be birthed and formed in you. Like Samuel who cried, that it far it burn from me, that I will sin against the Lord for not praying for you. If we haven't done that this year, then we ask the Lord, give me an inventory. Send a heavenly audit in my life. For you who has not been faithful with mammon, how can I give you treasures? And the heavenly audit includes how we earn it and how we spend it. And I am talking about the tithe. God is going to open barren wombs today. Because sometimes barrenness is connected to how we take care of the treasure of the world that God has given us. Because if we do not know how to take care of the treasure of the world, then he cannot trust us with the treasure of heaven. The tithe is not yours not mine. I have to say this because I am a messenger. He said, you return the tithe because it is mine. And you do not have to be cheerful when you give it. Because the tithe is a command. When you give, after you give and return your tithe, then you'll be cheerful because there's going to be a 30, 60, 100-fold return guaranteed better than the banking system of the world. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. So because it is his, he has the right to tell you to give it to the storehouse. Even if you think that your church is mega church, that they have a lot of money, even if you think they don't know how to spend it, it's not yours. He told you to just give it. And it's not to give it, return it, because it is his. I really believe this morning when the Lord, I'm telling you, the God, I said, can we hurry up? I needed to listen more. Do you think that I'd like to talk about the tithe in 2019? But the Lord is saying, tell them, as you're sitting down here, do not defend it, do not oppose it. It's long overdue, just do it and prove me. Because it is time for your breakthrough. The solution of your marriage that's failing, the children that is running away, all the businesses that's collapsing, God says, prove me. If you're going to be faithful, with what I have given you with the treasures of the world, I am giving you the treasure of your home, the treasure of your neighborhood, and the treasure of your business. The cyclical, rhythmic season of summer and winter will always come. Harvest is past, and the summer has ended, and we are not saved, Jeremiah cried. But how many summers do you and I have? You know, one of the things that the Lord taught me a lesson about giving is <clears throat> many years ago, about a few years ago, the Lord told me <clears throat> to invite somebody and buy her a first-class 
airfare international ticket with accommodation. And I released some wrong vibration from my mind, you know, <clears throat> and sounds from my mouth that is not in alignment with the rhythm of worship. In other words, grumbling. Because this woman could afford to buy two tickets from her and me without sweating it. She was very rich. And then the Lord put me in heavenly audit. He says, Mila, is it my money or is it my business? Because it's mine, so I can spend it the way I want it. So I did buy the ticket. And on our way back, and I'm telling you, that was a very complicated trip, to say the least, because she was so used in, you know, high-end hotel and high-end everything. And I was telling the Lord, Lord, this was your idea. This was not mine. <laughs> and I am telling you, because we were in a cabin, you know, there was not full, and I told the stewardess, I don't really want to have anybody sit with me. I just want to sit down and leave me alone. And, you know, I, for the life of me, for that 12-hour flight, we had maybe like a few, maybe an hour and a half of soft, you know, cruising. The rest was turbulent. And she was, you know, crying in the corner and crying in the corner. And I didn't want to talk to her because I told the Lord, this was your idea. And I am telling you, that was not a good trip. <laughs> and uh, anyway, finally, I talked to her. And that, while we were cruising in that altitude, our Heavenly Father had pleasure for one soul coming to the kingdom. Because the cyclical, rhythmic cycle of the season for her did not happen again. That was her last summer. She passed away a few months after that. I didn't know that. She didn't know that. But the God who knows everything, who gave you the treasure of the world so you and I can be a good steward, is challenging us today. You like me to give you treasures from heaven. I challenge you to be a good steward of finances. And it always starts with a tithe. During our prophetic worship, you know, prayer here last Saturday, um, you know, the Lord always gives me a vision, you know, not always, but sometimes. And I always ask the Lord, well, when am I going to share it? And he says, you will, that's okay. So we're, I'm sharing it today. Uh, you know, George uh, was reading a scripture here about Elizabeth and Mary. And the Lord, I, show, I saw a vision. I saw in the spirit of <clears throat> Elizabeth rising up in this church from every corner of this church. Elizabeth uh, is rising up <clears throat> like a mighty army. Men, the women and men that understand that the womb of the spirit when they impregnate you with a promise, there needs to be a labor and travail, and they will do that until the birthing happens. These are women and men who understand that the calling in the sacred place behind closed doors, as they are going to travail and pray that the God's promise will come to pass, God is promising you, for those of you who are interested to, to join Terry's uh, prayer group, all of these things shall be added unto you. Those are one of the benefits, the ones of the perks of men and women who wants to go into the sacred place. As we seek the kingdom of God first, as we pray for marriages, as we pray for ministries, as we pray for other children, God is saying to you, I promise you, 
I give you a better package than the world. All of these things that you prayed for will be given back to you. Challenge the Lord for that because God is going to prove his word will come to pass. So God is asking us today, we need to go through a divine tune-up. You know, Pastor Dan, you know he has an anointing of teaching. That there's going to be so many more doors that's going to be opened before him. As he was teaching here and fasting, I was sitting down there and I was smiling inside of me because the Lord said, you are being set up. This church is being set up for a closed door encounter. (laughs) There's going to be a hungering and thirsting for his word this year. And as we are going to close the door, there's going to be a sign outside that door that says to the world, we do not need bread. Because heaven is going to send a special delivery, the bread of heaven. Come on, give the look. <clears throat> that is where we are going to cry. That is where we are going to drink of the water that we'll never, we will never thirst again. That is where God is going to minister to us face to face. That is where he's going to say to you, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. God is saying to us today, I demand a face time with you. You know, you think that FaceTime, that we discovered FaceTime, God already had that from the beginning. We just didn't understand what it is. You know, uh, we have all these new gadgets. You know, my husband has been convincing me to change my car. Uh, because there's a new, you know, new gadget and a new car. And uh, I said, no, because they don't want to give me my CD. <laughs> Can you imagine I'm just learning how to use my CD and now I'm going to have this new gadget? I mean, this is so amazing. And so my husband and, the, you know, the salesman just looked at me like, what's up with this girl? I said, no, if you can give me a CD, I'll buy a new car. But uh, anyway, I'm still in CD, you guys, I'm learning. <laughs> But the secret place is a place where God is going to minister to us one-on-one because as we serve the world, as we minister to the world, as we we fellowship with one another in the church. You see, that's why there was an outer court, an inner court, and a holy of holies. The outer court, you know, that's where we serve the world. In the inner court, that's where we fellowship. But in the holy of holies, that's where we worship the king. This is a place where we are going to say that I am going to make an appointment with you. This is where we're going to be so excited more than the promise in the scripture that you will speak before kings. And the Lord has allowed us to do that now. We're speaking to leaders of nations. The Lord reminded me, but Mila, the king of kings awaits you morning by morning. A promise is a promise. When you're going to be busy taking care of your plants, hello, arranging your home, don't tell me that you cannot show up in the morning because you're tired. Try telling that to your boss. It's not going to be an accepted practice in your job. And we can always say to the king of kings and the lord of lords, you know what, I am really busy today. I'm going to skip this morning. God says all the writings of your books, all the travels that you have, the discipleship that you do in the marketplace, 
my one-on-one -on -one appointment with you is non-negotiable. God is going to intensify all of us today. Because he is lonely. The court of heaven is open every morning, every night, every noon. <clears throat> and nobody is showing up. God is inviting us today. I have paid a great price for open access. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the curtain was rented in two. And that is, it says, his flesh. My brothers and sisters, he allowed the world to tear him up. So you and I can have access into the secret place. One of the payments that he paid for you and I to have access is that his flesh can be torn so you and I can come in without any middleman. And when we are doing our ministry, we dare not be a middleman between God's people and the Lord. We cannot ask them and say, pray, I will pray for you so I can give you faith. That is not the prescription that God has set into motion for his people. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word. It is not by laying on of hands. And we cannot be the superstars that's going to tell them I have an answer for you. Because the world today, especially America, is drug dependent over prescribed generation. But we have also a church that's over prescribed. And abused with dependency on the middleman. We cannot be middlemen between the Lord and his people. We can be men and women who can agree whatsoever we shall touch anything in it, two of you. We can ask anything in his name. And when it happens, it is not going to be because of us, because of the word of the living God is going to perform. One of the things that the Lord has said to me, Mila, when you preach, you make sure that you understand that the word is performing. You know, we go to different nations and we see healing. And I ask the Lord, what's happening, Lord, in the United States? And this morning, the Lord says, they need to know how to honor one another the way I want them to honor. Because in the Philippines, we don't lay hands. People get healed. People are delivered. We cannot be advertising in a resume that we do deliverance ministry and we do not dare disciple them to make sure that the empty and clean places are filled with the word. We cannot dare do deliverance ministry so we can have in a resume that we cast out demons and the result of that man or the woman is seven times worse. When we are going to minister with the word of the living God, we are going to be responsible with the power that God is going to give us because there's going to be signs and wonders in our midst. Because hell likes a very prime real estate, empty and clean. And if that is not filled, they're going to occupy seven times worse than before. God is asking us today, apostasy does not happen 
That doesn't show up in the pews of a church until it has crept in into our prayer room. Because Satan wants to mess up with our thermostat. And he wants to put it exactly where it's lukewarm. Because that is the right temperature for the evil, wicked spirits of hell to glide into the lives of God's people and compromise their love for God to just lukewarm. I challenge us today that the Lord was stirring in my heart this morning. <clears throat> Tell them and invite them to be serious about the sicker place. Because I am going to do mighty things in our midst. Um, I want to just respect the time right now. But the Lord said to me that the next, if I, I'm going to finish it in the 9 o'clock, I will finish it at the 11 o'clock. One of the things that the Lord has trained me is that respect the boundaries. Because one of the sin of Achan was the crossing boundaries. When your pastor gives you this, that's what you get. When, you, when our government says this is what it is, then we, that's what we do. Because if we want to swim into the miraculous this 2019, we cannot be like Achan who touched something that his name was not on it. And it caused the nation of Israel defeat and it annihilated his family and his innocent children. And I asked the Lord, Lord, why? Achan was the only one who took the garment. But God says, when you cross boundaries, when you do not respect boundaries, when you defy law and order, you're inviting the enemy for open access even to the fourth generation. I am saying to you today things that's heavy, but I really believe it's because the Lord wants to remind you that there's greater things ahead because a greater future is coming in our midst. And men and women, those who are hearing today, is going to be free to see signs and wonders happen before you. Amen. Pastor.